like seven and it's just like I'm doing like a little drama with um with Alex and they're like oh well okay okay and they're just oh okay you go do you and I'm like yep yeah, yeah. <laughs> are you gonna watch still though like are you still <laughs> after work <laughs> <laughs> no yeah they're like oh, excuse me <laughs> oh, I know have you enjoyed your Christmas holidays has it been nice it's been hot down there oh it's the weather here is so bipolar, honestly. It would be like cold and then it's now hot. And I'm like, summer is nearly over and it's only just getting hot now. And I'm like, um, bro. But yeah, Christmas was all right. Um, I spent it here with my family and then I went up for New Year's uh, to Auckland for my Nana's birthday and spent oh. New Year's and like, basically that with all my family there. So. Oh, nice. Good that she shot your Nana. Is she like your last... You, you've got your grandparents, just the one Nana left. Yes, she's um my last like grandparent on my mum's side. So yeah. Oh yeah, man. Those are precious times. Precious, precious times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cool. All yeah. right then. Hey man, look, I'm in, yeah. I moved me to the garden, to my back garden, because it's so hot in Auckland, and I was like, stuff that being inside the room with the lights. This is my real face, everyone. <laughs> no makeup. No makeup. <laughs> But yeah, well, I'm out of the garden. So hopefully the sound, hopefully the sound's okay. It doesn't matter. But um, we'll go for it, and we're gonna have to uh, have a good time this, this evening. So 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 thankful that you can make the time and be with us this evening. So let's have a good one and action. All right, we're back with Pacific Lockdown Support for Team. If it's your first time with us, warm Pacific greetings to you wherever you're tuning in from around the world, the globe, the country, the island, the Pacific. Big hearts, big hearts to everyone. Man, guys, like I said, it's a bit hot in the studio, so I just thought I'll kick it back here in the back here in the back garden here and just do my interview here tonight with my very special guest. So without further ado, it's me, not Tatiana Ali, but Tati, Tatiana Manoa. What's up, girl? <laughs> That's it. She's tuning in all the way from the South Island, Marlborough, Blenheim, the capital of the South Island, really. Blenheim, a beautiful city down there. Why don't you say hello and tell us how your day's been? How's the last 24 hours? You told me you're at work, right? Um, hello. Uh, so, yes, my name is Tatiana. Um, and today, yes, I was at work and then I came back and I just been chilling. It's just been real hot and I was just... Inside, it's real cool. There's like, you know, air conditioning and all that. But when, as soon as I got outside, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm back in this heat. And I'm like, bro. For real. For real. I was supposed to have Tatiana with me at the end of November. She was supposed to be my youth feedback for November. But things happened, as you know. And then it got to Christmas and we had the DJs and then we had the desserts and we had everything going on. So finally, what better way to start off our 2021 with a W with my first team feedback, part of our Let's Go 2021 series. Miss Tatiana Manor, she's here because you're still officially still a teen, really. When's your birthday? Uh, September. <laughs> so, and then you'll turn 20, right? 21? 20? Yeah. yeah. 20. Wow. <laughs> well, you're the perfect person to have on today because you're right there at the cusp of going from older teen into young adulthood, all those special things, getting mm -hmm. your first job, getting your license, uh, you know, like... <laughs> 
finishing school and having a little bit of independence. I mean, allowing mm. that responsibility from your parents, you know, they're starting to actually take you a little bit seriously. You're like, like oh, okay, you know, they can mm. listen. I don't know if that was like, <laughs> family, but I mean, it's January now. I was at lunch on Sunday and luckily our family, there were a few smiles because the teens in our life who are like, I think it's fifth and sixth form, seventh form, so high school, not much younger than you. They got their results. The NCEA results had arrived, but there were smiles. There were no limping. There was no limps. There was no bruise. No. <laughs> there was, uh, so they must have passed. What I'm saying is they must have passed. But I mean, it's such a precious time for young teens. I mean, can you tell us what it was like for you only a couple of years ago, back then, getting your results? What was it like in your home? Did you feel that same pressure or was it not like that? Was your family quite like chill and like, it's okay, it's not the end of the world? Or were you like sweat beads down the side like the rest of us? Um, honestly, uh, I? year 11 was probably when it was my first year of NCA results. And that was the year where I was like, oh my gosh, like I have to do well. Like I gotta, you know, like focus on my exams. I need to do well. I gotta do my mom proud and all that. And then come my exam week and funny things. So I had my, it was my prelims. So it was my prelims and I had my food tech, one of my exams. And I had mistaken it for another day. And I had, um, what is it? I didn't turn up to the exam because I thought that it was the next day. Rocked up with my uniform and ready to go into my exam. And they were like, um, it was actually yesterday. Girl, I will tell you, I was crying. I was crying. I was literally like, oh no, like, this is the end of the world. Like, that was literally me. I was like, this is the end of the world. Like, oh my gosh, my mom is going to like, she's going to give me a hiding. I'm going to die tonight because I didn't get to my exam. And then honestly, like, just with my family and friends around me, they gave me the support where they're like, it's not the end of the world. So you've got next year, the year after that to like, you know, and it was just one exam. Honestly, I was exam. surely it's all right. But in my head at the time, I was like, no, like, I'm like, this is it. Yeah. This is it for me. Like, you know, but then come year 12, year 13, um, like my mom was like, real supportive of us. She wasn't really like, you know, those kind of like pressure us into like all that kind of stuff. You know what it is it is and i did do my heart like i tried my best whatever the outcome was that was it you know but i um i think getting the results it was always those like get the because it'll come in the mail so it'll come in the mail and then like i would literally grab it run to my room like, i'd open it first i'd open it first and then i'll go show my mom i was like open the first seat take out all the disappointments her the rest <laughs> oh, <God>. honestly that's <laughs> The truth comes out. The truth, mum. The truth, there, mum. She took, she took all, and then, well, it comes I'm out now. Show her all the other ones. I'm sure you're not the first. But yeah, that one. I'm sure not the first uh, young teenager throughout the world and globe who've done that. So I'm glad to see some things have changed. But like, I mean, I was really surprised. I was. Uh, it's funny you brought up the whole postal thing and going to the mailbox. I remember that man. Your eyes were like scoping out the mailbox when we were kids. But now it's online, right? It's, that must be a new thing. So it doesn't come in the mail. I really think that's really sad. It, it's kind of like robbed us of that, like that sort of like expectation, you know, like but watching the mailbox and the, yeah. the post person came and I was just like, oh yeah, just click on here, it's and it's all there. Like that whole 
that whole excitement of going, getting the envelope, taking it like you said into yeah. your room, and then like, you know, your yeah. heartbeat, you know, like it, it's, it's, the only, it's the only time, honestly, it is the only time I remember my life where I could actually, you know, they go, oh, you could feel your heartbeat, like that was the only time in my yeah. final year, I, yeah. I could feel my heart beating. I was like, yeah, scared. I was scared. <laughs> So you obviously did okay. Um, you obviously did all right mm. because now you want to be a teacher. Is that right? So if I, if my research team, research team, you better got this right. So if my research team did right, you're actually like wanting to pursue a pathway towards teaching, right? And you're wanting to like give back and I guess be that teacher and invest into into our young people's lives. Tell us a little bit about that. I mean, it's also a time when so many of our teenagers are beginning to decide what they want to do. And to be honest, so many of us think of teachers, you know, after lawyer and doctors yeah. technology, like, nah, not gonna happen. There's like, okay, what about teacher? You know, it seems like a presentable yeah. and acceptable role. What's your story about becoming mm. a, a teacher? So, like, I've always, I think in my family, I've always been the one that was, like, when you play games, like, teaching, like, school with your siblings, like, I was always the one that was, like, the teacher, or I will always be the one that was, like, helping my siblings with their, like, homework and stuff like that. So, it's always kind of been something that was, like, a part of me when I grew up. And then as I got older, I kind of just thought, you know, teaching sounds like me, sounds, you know. So, like, as I, you know, got into uni last year, and um started taking the courses for it it was just like wow like this is it like i'm really really doing it and i had my first placement and that it was quite new because because of covid it was hard because we only got to do one placement whereas in um when you're doing a first year bachelor you take three or two i think but because of covid we were only allowed to do one and that was hard it was actually really hard for me because um you had to take everything in from your classroom and put it into practice, which was like kind of hard for me because I'm still kind of like learning to like, um, I guess be confident in myself, I think. And, um, but it was, it was fun. It was fun. I enjoyed placement. Um, it was something I learned a lot, learned a lot about the profession itself and I learned a lot about myself as well. So, yeah. Oh, good on you. Exciting. Guys, if you've just joined us, it's Mrs. Tatiana Manoa, who is actually, get this, living down in South Island in Blenheim. I've been trying to get her on the program to do an episode for like the last three months, but she's a busy, busy bee, kicking goals and doing amazing <laughs> things. Um, she is, of course, a Tongan from the kingdom of Tonga, and uh, she is now training to be a teacher, and she's my guest today. It's sort of like my team feedback, my first team feedback for the year. I've, got, I've just told her before we came on air that I really wanted to, like, feel free to just, like, express about what she's seen what she's observed not only with COVID and with the lockdown but as a teen as a pacific teen and as a kiwi teen and what it's like so if you've just tuned in no might hide in my come on it's going to be a great conversation click a like and a share onto your page because i don't have the money to pay for the sharing but if you share it to your page just a click a share all of your friends will know that we're having this amazing young woman here to have a conversation this evening as we start off our series for 2021 which is let's go so let's get in there come on in it's good to have you here so Dutty, tell me what's it like growing up in Blenheim with I mean the rugby team there Tasman all the way I mean Tasman I don't know if you're rugby but I mean you're there in a predominantly yeah, Tasman, Tasman. Rugby from the big city 
What's it be like for you? What's that transition? I know I'm sure people would have brought it up, but there's still a lot of people who live in the big cities and I've been to Blenheim, but it's a complete cultural change, uh, complete different lifestyle, an amazing lifestyle because I love Marlborough is an amazing place where um, all the wines of New Zealand, that's world famous, a lot of that. So a lot mm -hmm. of our uh, vineyards are down there and that part of the world and beautiful country down there, the rivers, the mountains, the landscape's amazing. If you've never been down there, you can look it up on a map, go online and check out where Tati is. But give us a, a, a little taste and glimpse into what it was like for you moving down there all these years ago and, and up to now and, and how it's become home for you. Um, so when I lived in Auckland, I actually moved down not long after I was actually born. And, um, we moved down here as like a, it was just like a trip, you know, my mum and my parents, they just thought, oh, why not just take a little wee trip down to Blenheim, you know, have a see what it's like. And they ended up liking it. They were like, wow, this is actually like a really nice place to raise a family, you know. And, um, so we decided to move here and... It is different, very different. It's a different lifestyle to Auckland. Um, whenever I go back to Auckland, I'm like, man, I'm, I low-key miss home because it's like, it's just different. It's different. You, you, you know what I mean if you've been here and you can see the difference between Auckland and like Blenheim. So um, growing up here, um, I would say maybe hmm, in my like intermediate days, I think I wasn't really, because there's not many there weren't many Pacific Islands when I grew up. Primary school and all that, it was just me and my sisters. We were basically like the only ones like growing up in our like primary schools. And like my parents put us in a, um, cause it's like, a, if you come here, there's like a school where all like the Islanders would go to. So that's like a school that everyone knows that you put your kids in. So it's like, but that school wasn't the school that my parents wanted us to go to. So we ended up going to like another school. And it was like, oh, they want to go to that school now and it's like it wasn't really like that it was just like a oh you know try something new you know and we ended up being the only like islanders in that school and it was new it was different but because at the time i didn't really know about my own family background and my own like pacifica side of the you know i didn't really know much about that i just thought oh i'm just you know a typical blenheim girl growing up you know and um you know as i grew up it kind of changed because as I got into like college that's when I started getting in touch with my 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 actual roots you know I started to really know who I was and all that but like when you grow up here it's kind of you don't really see that a lot it's not like something that's you know really yeah. dom like predominantly here because as you know like as I've said that I grew up in like a predominantly white society you know and that's People who live here know that. So, you know, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, so identity, I guess, is what I'm hearing because I mentioned it on your promo. I remember talking about like living in Marlborough for you as a PI. It was great, but it also, as you got into those high school years, you know, recognizing that there is that unique difference as a Pacific woman or as a Tongan woman growing up mm -hmm. in Marlborough, it's almost like even if you don't want to, it's right there in your face. And I think for a lot of young girls in different parts of the world, you know, as long as, as hmm. when you when you re realize that a part of you isn't the norm, as in like not part of what the the everyone is around, then it does. Yeah. It just causes attention. It's like you yeah. feel more drawn to it. You might not have cared like five years ago, but yeah. now I do because everyone's saying, "Oh, you've yeah. got this part of who yeah. you are, which nobody else is." Man, I, I want to know about it, right? 
I mean, so you started mm-hmm. that journey exactly. and, and I mean, being in Blenheim, but I mean, I've always loved Blenheim. I, I said to you off air that I've loved Blenheim. I love the people there. They're all, you know, salt of the earth people. Yeah. I mean, New Zealand is, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go into like all, you know, there are always issues and, and, and racial, you know, and discrimination, or whatever, mm-hmm. but that's not what this space is about. Mm-hmm. This space is about celebrating everyone and who they are and what they're about and their uniqueness and that we can coexist. And we actually, it's better when, when we understand. So, you know, from this conversation, hopefully your many friends and blender will be able to watch and see like, oh, okay, we get a, like an insight <laughs> what it's like for, for, for Tati. And then also your uh, people in Auckland, they get a perspective of what it's like to be the only Islander in a class like imagine mm. that because as collective people one of the things that i noticed with islanders is when they go to uni you finally realize oh it's back to being a minority because like you might have gone to a school with heaps of islanders or whatever and then you go to uni or go to tech and he's like oh, okay it's all just mixed up again you're another minority so yeah. understanding who you are and knowing your identity is really big i mean what were some of the i want to i want to unpack that a little bit what are some of the newer things that you have learned as a Tongan woman the last couple of years, I guess? So, you know, you might not have like fine tuned it in this. I don't want to hold you to some sort of concrete statement, but what's something that if I'd asked you, like when you're 16, 17, it wouldn't have been present. But now, you know, three years later, you're like, well, this is what I know about being a Tongan woman for me. Are you able to give us a, a little something? Hmm. See. So performing, um, that was something that, you know, as you know, Tongan women, they do daolongas and they perform and all that, you know, where I like, as Polynesians and Islanders, we are known for entertainment and we know that we give, you know, we show off and all that, our dancers, singing, all that kind of stuff. I think growing up, I wasn't really in touch with that side. I didn't really know that side. I was like, mm, I'm not really a it's not me yeah, um, yeah. but then as I grew up like I started to like get involved more and um yeah. and I started to really love it. Uh, I think that's a way for me to show uh like just express myself was through performance dancing all that kind of stuff and um I guess now I know as a Tongan woman I can do that you know sometimes they hold it like you know girls can't do that and it's like actually we can't do that you know so yeah absolutely there's no um there's no like would you like to join the singing group or would you like to do, join this the dance? yeah you're all singing you're all dancing <laughs> island village, it's like everyone sings exactly. everyone dances everyone performs there's no like i don't really feel to be on the stage i don't I really don't think that's my best thing it's like it's like you realize when you go to the islands like that's why we all little show-offs like, you know, I was like, everyone's <laughs> in every dance, every performance. It's, exactly. it's a really lovely exactly. quality we have. <laughs> so, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> lockdown, lockdown was big. I mean, how did you, do, I mean, it's a while back now. We're really fortunate you've had your Christmas and summer out away. But do you remember COVID and what it was like for you? And, and was there anything that stood out for you during that time? Um, what came out, was there a positive that came out for it? I think a lot of, I'll tell you this, is a, precursor all the islands go it was great we spent heaps of time with the family you know like there was that yeah. worried about money and financial security but i think as pacific mm-hmm. people it would seem that we just love that time that quality time together how did you find mm-hmm. it Tati? um well during covid because i was still like you know i was still in school and we had to like switch to online but i think in that time 
you know, I just kind of felt like there was a time to just, you know, be with my family and just learn to appreciate and love them for, you know, in this time, you know, we don't have them forever. So it's kind of like a good time for me to really spend time with my siblings, my mom, and just, yeah. Like as hard as it was because of school, but like other than that, it was like, you know, just the time just to spend with my family and just, you know, yeah. And, and I mean that whole online it's so funny because what it did was it was so great to know that we could still connect via online and you were still able to do your school and education mm. but you actually found I guess the young people and the people who actually preferred the interaction you know who needed the actual like mm. physical interaction that like yeah doing schoolwork online is like okay for a bit of it but there are some who actually need like for because I asked a group of teens the other time like if you'd mm. split it up between like actual interactive classroom setting or doing it online and they were like oh we reckon 40 percent or like 40 percent online and then 60 percent still in the classroom so that was really interesting yeah, yeah. um to hear from young people how they prefer that they still love that classroom interaction i mean how do you how do you think mm. our pacific people uh learn i mean it's a good sequence our next question i mean you must have met maybe a couple of pacific islanders in your wanders through marlborough blenheim and i mean how did you find, was there, is there that distinction of how they learn for you first, I guess, foremost? And what have you observed of other Pacific or Maori kids when, in your area, just from your own just life experience and observing? Um, I guess for me, I, I'm someone who is like a hands-on learner. I'd rather be there in person to like actually take in the, like, the teaching. Otherwise, if I could just sit there in front of a screen, I'll just look at it and just be like, I just yeah. won't, you know, listen. And then, like, as I, like, as COVID started, like, lifting, the lockdown started lifting, I started, like, interacting with youth from my church. And, like, I would ask them, oh, like, how did you guys, because you guys still had school, they're still in high school. And I was like, how did you guys take it? You know, like, were you guys all good with school online? And they were like, it was hard for me because that transition to go into, like, video and all that kind of stuff was kind of hard for them. They are like, it was hard because they, they thought that they couldn't really learn and understand properly better than they would in the classroom and I was like you know yeah whereas it's easier for me because at uni we do have like online stuff so it's kind of like I was kind of already used to it sort of but then as for high school they're so used to being in a classroom that COVID kind of like it kind of how would you say it challenged them it challenged them to like be focused in front of a screen for a period of time whereas yeah. it's easier to be in person for that yeah and i was like props to you guys because you guys have to do that and i was like i could yeah well there's a type of communication that i was explaining uh i won't get into it with all the funny words but it's sort of like it's like the mountain and the down on the sea on the, on the river where like you know type like i see our adults and our parents and our teachers they're like on the mountain they can see far distance they can see what's mm -hmm. coming up and they can see what experience they can see the weather and what's coming wrong so they've got a lot of insight and wisdom they've got a lot a good vision of it but then the talent also includes the person at the bottom of the mountain at the sea level which they can see the fish yeah. they can see what it's like down on ground level and that's how i mm -hmm. see the teens and our young people it's like you know, our parents are up in the mountain. They can see a lot of great stuff, but actual living, <laughs> the actual living out of it, of actually like being a, a teenager in New Zealand at this time is cannot be, you can't perceive it from up there at the mountain, right? And so it's really interesting yeah. hearing you say about 
how for those young people, it's like, oh, and they kind of like, well, they, I feel like they kind of led us to believe that once we were online and everything was all connected, we'll be like, sweet, you know, like uh, all our education problems, especially with our Pacific people would like be gone. Like if they all get their own laptops and they all have their Wi-Fi, then it should be fine. But that's not the case. You're finding that our young people still struggle, right? Mm, yeah i found yeah and it was i found that a lot of um the youth they they didn't have access to laptops they didn't have access to internet 24 7 to like require them to be in the school for like you know you had school for like seven hours they didn't have access to wi-fi for that long so it was like hard for a lot of our youth here to be able to be in school during lockdown so yeah there you go there you go. From the from the mouths of babes, our young people saying access to the technology is just as important. And um, even when I was talking to Sa- in Samoa and the islands, the same thing is that we're trying to provide more access for our young people. I mean, I'll put you on the spot mm-hmm. now just because I can. But I mean, we're all teens. <laughs> You've been just in high school. For you, what was this? Is this something, if anything? I mean, I know it's just on the spot. Um, yesterday I spoke to lovely Faith um, Petiru, who was in Japan, and she talked about how she observed that now in hindsight she recognizes that it was um, sort of like this umbrella of perfectionism that she sort of like her whole thing was now she realized that she was her whole pressure was like she was trying to meet all these expectations, all the different expectations upon mm-hmm. her. And that was, uh, you know, she was just reflecting on that. I don't know if you've had a chance to think about for you. And now that's been a couple of years out now from high school. I mean, we've got COVID, we've got the cultural expectations, living away, um, your position in your family, you know, who you are. But if there was something that you could like draw out for a for our, our viewers and our audience watching today um, that you had experienced, because it's right nice and fresh, it's 2021, but a lot of our viewers have young people, young teens, young Pacific girls in their families, and they're like, what the heck? I don't understand these, I don't understand them. Yeah. And they don't want to talk. I mean, <laughs> you, you may be the answer in some small way. So I don't know, give us a, what was, what were some of the things going through your, your head emotionally going through those, especially that sort of like, 15, 16, 17 year, years old. What was going through your mind? Um, for me, when I was probably around that age, um, I was probably thinking like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do with my life? Because I know that I only had like a few years and then I'd be out. Like, you know, there was that expectation where I'd have to do well, do well in school in order to make a living for myself. So it's kind of like, oh my gosh, what am I gonna do? You know, what what is there to do, first of all? And it's like trying to just find what is out there for me instead of finding something that benefits my parents, my friends, my family, something, you know, instead of trying to impress everyone else, do something that will, you know, benefit you. What is something that you enjoy? I found that a lot in my, when I was probably around that age, I found that I wanted to like impress everyone. I wanted to like be that person that was like the star or whatever, you know? And um, you don't have to be that person. You don't, you know, just be yourself. But I found that a lot that I, um, that I'd try and be that person. And then I found that I mentally wasn't, you know, okay because i was trying to be someone else that i wasn't so oh yeah just yeah 
Yeah. It's such a big trap for our young people. I think we're always so, so I don't yeah. know where it comes from. I'm sure it is, but it feels like uh, we have like too cool for school. We're still trying to be so cool. We're so worried about what others are thinking um, about. We're so concerned about exactly. being perceived in the right way, not being perceived as foolish mm. or, you know, we want to be accepted. We want to be seen yeah. as like, we're with it. And I, it's like a little bit of like insecurity combined with like expectations, mm. maybe a little bit of shame. I don't know what it is. I mean, and then there's just growing up as teens, you know, there's so many, you've got television and the world telling yeah. us how we should think, how we should feel, um, what's important. And then you've got our very mm. strong cultures and the Tongan culture is so, such an amazing, beautiful culture. But it's competing against everything else in the world, right? Um, language, mm, lack of yeah. language, going through all these different phases. How have you found coming back into a context where there are more islanders now? So coming back and training now, there's you've got more islanders in your life than there was back when you're high school. Has that been easy? Has it been different? Or did you do you feel like a little bit different from them in some way? Sometimes I do get pointed out for that, like you know, the whole like what we talked about. Oh, like you sound more white and like you know and it's kind of like oh like oh my gosh like what do you want me to sound like this is just how i talk you know and it's like <laughs> but like but coming in and like you know finding other people who are like me it's um I, I like it i like being around people who are like me who relate to me who can um yeah it just feels more empowering being together you know when you're together as like a how would you say it's like a pack, you know? But then it's also good to be around other people, other ethnicities, other races, because it's just, you know, you branch out and um, kind of expose yourself in more areas. But What's the hardest thing very, been about? Um... What do you think the hardest thing has been being at uni now for you? The hardest thing for me being in uni, um, hmm, I think for me, for me personally, the, 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 this, is just, this is just me, but um, because my sister, I also go to uni with my sister, so like, um, and I found that for myself, I know that I always, like, in my sister's shadow, so like, I always kind of just follow her, like, so I don't really go out and like, make my own friends or whatnot, I kind Kind of just stick to her and that's kind of been something that's just kind of just been me like that's just how i i don't know but um that's more challenging for me is just so i think go out and do things for myself instead of having to like yeah. wait for other people to do it first just go out and do it you know so yeah, yeah. Individuating, I think they called it. I think there was some sort of term I heard. Like, so you begin to individuate, become into your own person, and it's a big sort of transition, especially because you kind of realize that so much of it is about your security, and you have so much security. And like for you, it's your sister. So, like, you want to be your own person, but at the same time, it's like mm -hmm. it's actually safer that way, you know, like being with my sister yeah. and just and going there. But you yeah. also know, I think, innately within yourself, yeah. as like even with me and my siblings, same thing. And many of my friends who have siblings, especially when you're born close in age and you do things together, there's a part of you that really does want to come up and become your, their own person. But there's that challenge of, you know, as collective people, we're always like, yeah. he's put together the us, it's the we. So, yeah, 
Good times. Great point. I really love that. Yeah. I really, really love that, what you brought up. And that's a huge part for our teens coming from being a teenager into being a young adult. I mean, I don't know if you managed to watch any of the interviews. Yeah. I do give a chance. I don't know if you, if anything uh, stood out for you. You've become a member. I invited you along last month. I mean, the youth chats have been some of my favorites. Um, I don't know if you'd managed to watch any of the um, interviews and uh, anything stand out for you because we find that there are some common threads across. Did you manage to have a look at any of them, Sati? Oh, like, nah, nah, I didn't. Um, okay. maybe like five minutes of that. Yeah, no, I did. Did you? Oh, funny. Yeah, I did tell you this before. I just you didn't watch any of the interviews, did you? Did you watch any of them? You're like, yeah, like, I'm gonna get you for that one on there. Get you for that. Oh my gosh. Hey, like, we got some teens watching. Obviously, um, people tuning in. They're feeling inspired, but they they didn't pass. They didn't do really well in their like in their like first exams and stuff like that. What would your um what would your encouragement be to them? What would your word of advice be to those who didn't do so well in these first exams or they're, um, they're looking there and they're not feeling really um, motivated to move forward because they really haven't done. I've do have open conversations, honest conversations with people who love them. I mean, but you're, you're a teen, you've been there, you know that pressure. What would your word of encouragement be to those teens? Um, I've, I've like had a conversation about this with um, even my friends and um, close cousins, sisters, and we've all talked about this. And the one thing that they spoke about was um, because one of my friends, she was feeling real down about um, not being able to, like she sees all of us, we're all like, you know, prospering, going uni, all that kind of stuff. And she thinks that um, the way in life, like after school is to go to uni or whatever, exam, all that kind of stuff. And like one of the things that like she said, one of my cousins that said, she was saying that like um, that these papers, these exams, like they don't define who you are. And that kind of like really spoke out to me because I was like, I was like, dang, like that's actually quite true. You know, like at the time you probably feel like, oh my gosh, like, these papers reflect as like, you know, reflect who I am, but it really doesn't, you know, these papers, they don't mark your intelligence. They're just, you know, and um, I think that really stood out for me was that, you know, don't, don't, I guess, um, these papers, they don't define you. They are just papers that people can say that you're smart, that you're good at a certain subject, that you're, you know, this and that, but it's not, it's not entirely you. And that's something that like stood out to me that she had said. And I was like, well, dang, really yeah, it is so important. I mean, it's so important. And that, and that, especially when it's a negative um, result, it's really um, hard mm. for young people not to like transfer that onto them and their self-worth and how they view themselves and how they perceive mm. their value that because they failed it, that they're a failure. And mm. it's hard to say, oh, it doesn't matter. It's like, well, it's easy to say it, but yeah. to actually believe that in yourself is another thing. Yeah. Huge, huge word. And mm. thank you for doing that. And that, yeah, you aren't, you're, um, yeah, you're not. So what does 2021 look like for you? Uh, for me, this year. Um, so I'm going back to um, Christchurch uh, next month. 
and um, funny that. So, um, so, so I have been studying to be a teacher. Yes, and um, absolutely love it, love it. But um, I think, but but there's that but. Be, but. Yeah, there's a but, yeah. There's a but, guys. There's a but. So, um, <laughs> so like I think I'm such a. So during my placement, I had like come over a wee rocky road, and I kind of just had like a not so good time, and I just felt like, oh my gosh, like I don't, I feel like this is not me anymore, and um, I think it's because I took that one negative thing that happened to me, and just thought like, oh my gosh this isn't me anymore like I just kind of felt like oh I don't think teaching is for me anymore oh my gosh all this kind of stuff and that kind of just brought me to this like decision where I am now where I, I have changed my degree guys so um are you announcing it here um, are you announcing it here Pacific Lock so, so guys so guys yes. um and I feel like that was it was really hard for me because like a lot of my family and that they knew that I was um like going into be a teacher and all that kind of stuff and they kind of like and I bought the expectation where I got oh my gosh now I have to actually go with it I have to actually go with what they have said and all that kind of stuff but this year I've actually changed it and um I'm now doing a um another bachelor and hopefully hopefully guys hopefully this is it so um <laughs> so yeah <laughs> Oh, congratulations. <laughs> I think that's great news. You're allowed to change your mind. You're allowed to change your mind. You're allowed <laughs> to go through changes. This is another thing that I think that our young people need to hear. You're allowed to. It's not easy finding mm. out what you want to do. It's not a dead given. Yeah. I think there's a lot of us, especially when you're doing okay on the academic side, you know, um, our parents can be guilty sometimes of sort of like almost mm. like making a sort of like a definitive pathway of what it looks like but i i push back against yeah. that in a respectful way and like to think that you know we need to acknowledge that it is a journey and the journey requires there to be you know uh reconsideration pause like now says look at relook and say okay well why don't we consider this or that and i think so well done for you um, good on you for being bold enough and uh, courageous enough to try something different. And you're allowed to change your mind again next year because, mm -hmm. trust me, when you're at this <laughs> end, there's no rush out here. It's just work. It's just work and bills. <laughs> work and bills are the only thing that will wait for you over here. Stay at uni for as long. In the words of the great FSL Colin, yeah, stay at uni for as long as possible. Be a professional student. Be a professional student. But well done. Thank you so much for that and hey thank you so much for joining us today i mean i know that you were like really thank nervous you. about coming on and i know you're just a bit worried but mm -hmm. i'm i think that we got like heaps of cool stuff for everyone to to take away with them today and consider i don't know if you wanted to add something else about covid or a message to the parents or anyone is there a word you want to send out to your friends back home as going to watch this today i'll give you a bit of room to do that before we close out with our final thoughts and then i'll pass it back to you but this is your chance to do a big shout out to all the friends and family because the message from last year was like oh i forgot to say this and that so this is your chance before we close out but yeah over to you any any shout outs so um yeah i'm just gonna give a big shout out to all my family here in blenheim um thank you for your support um you guys know who you are uh thank you for instilling into me what a great um tongan what a, what a woman to be like um i've learned a lot from you guys and um i guess something that i want to say 
is I learned this in my teaching profession last year is to all those whose shoulders we stand on and lean on may ours be a city for the next generation so that's for you guys awesome hey guys 12 months ago there was unprecedented uh pandemic that took over the globe and New Zealand was the same and so what happened was a lot of people went online um, and we set all these chat groups out of this chat group came an idea that we should create a group where we come together and talk and support our teens through having Talanoa, through having Kōrero, through having meetings and just really relaxed open conversations where people from across from all walks of life, young people, um, adults, people are further along on the journey, people who are just starting the journey, but as collective people, as Pacific Kiwis, as people of Polynesia throughout the globe, of the blue continent, the Pacific Ocean, we could come together and just really have a respectful conversation and help our young people as they navigate through their life as teenagers. Eight months later, 150 guests from all walks of life. It's been amazing. And today, again, we add to that conversation that's all in all with the lovely Tatiana Manoa, so thank you so much just for being here. I've really been blessed by having you on the show and being part of our episode, our very first youth team back, uh, teen feedback. So as we close off, as we always do with all of our guests, we give it over to you to give one word of confidence to our teens, to our young people who are watching. We really believe that every dialogue, every conversation is about reaching the one, the one adolescent, that one young person or that one young teen. But on behalf of myself and all the membership here at Pacific Lockdown Support for Teens, thank you so much. Ofalahiatu to you. Um, and we wish you all the best as you move forward in, in, your, in your life as an aspiring who knows what, but it'll be amazing. We know that much. Over to you, Tati, and God bless. Thank you. Um, I guess one thing that I would like to say to all the youth and that are listening here today is just to be bold, um, be brave, and just step out and go for it. You know, do you, man? That's right. Do you be bold? Be yeah, go for it. Have a great one, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow. And this whole week, I'll be talking to people from Europe, Africa, and America, maybe Hawaii as well. But look after you. God bless, and we'll see you next time. Yes. See you. Wave goodbye. Bless you guys. <laughs> keep waving. Keep waving. How dare you? You didn't even watch any of the fucking interviews. <laughs> <laughs>